0: And uh, as many of you know, maybe many of you don't know, and certainly those who will be listening to the tapes uh, by and large do not know, and that is that Aaron had four sons, four sons, and two of them, Nadav ve'avihu, mentioned in the uh, portion of the week known as Pashat Shemini, and that is chapter nine, uh, chapter, no, it wasn't chapter nine, but uh, yes, it is chapter nine. And uh, where there is a discussion of, no, uh, I'm sorry, it is it is chapter 10, where there is a discussion that the two sons of Aaron, Nadav Ve'avihu, uh, each of them uh, took, some incense, put fire therein, brought it as a sacrifice, and because of that, they died. These two sons died. And uh, the Zohar, as well as the uh, Midrash, and as well as the uh, Talmud, all seem to concur that these two sons of Aaron were very high souls, to the extent that they also could be compared to the level of consciousness of all Israel combined. And then we are told in chapter ten of Leviticus that these two individuals sinned and brought a uh, a fire that was not permitted for the reason that their father was alive, and they had no right to precede their father in preparing these uh, various sacrifices. And there is another uh, commentary, including that of the uh, Zohar, which states that they were drunk. Another commentary for the reason that they died was because they were not married. This is briefly the uh, overview of what happened to the two sons, very high souls, as all agree. And our question naturally would be, how come? How come they, they perform this kind of a, of a, uh, of a deed where were their, you know, where were their heathens at the time of this of this kind of uh, presentation of a sacrifice to the Lord? And I'm not going to be discussing that aspect this evening. However, I, we need this background to understand that which we will discuss this evening. Along comes Rabbi Isaac Luria and says that all of these reasons that are given as to why Nadav Avihu, why these two sons of Aaron uh, brought these sacrifices. And the answer of the Ari is that because they were high souls, we must treat them as high souls. And when we say high souls, naturally we are discussing levels of consciousness Levels of understanding, because what what is the difference in stages of souls? One aspect, the connection with the broader cosmos of intelligence. A broader understanding, a deeper understanding. And the higher the soul meaning, the greater awareness that has been achieved by an individual he is then considered to be one of a higher soul and because these two sons were considered to be on a much higher level than all of Israel then of course the Arari, Rabbi Isaac Larry, raises the question how really could they have committed uh, such an act that brought the wrath of of the Lord And they were burnt. They were burnt without any recognition that they were burnt, incidentally. In other words, a fire came down and just consumed their soul. Do you imagine being involved in a a fire, being in the midst of a fire, and nothing of any physical material? Neither their clothes nor their body were consumed by this fire. And the Zohar says very clearly that their body remained intact and everything around them remained intact except the expression that they were burnt by fire means that their soul, their soul was removed. And so that's another indication that we are discussing two souls of a very high nature. And therefore, without again going into the details, that, that would be a uh, session by itself. And uh, some of you have already, uh, through other classes, been, uh, been, uh, become aware of what Rabbi Isaac Luria uh, says on this particular subject. But in any event, he said that they did not sin from where they were coming from. They did not sin. Now, this is contrary to the obvious interpretation and uh, translation of the Bible itself. Therefore, we come again to the conclusion, as the Zohar states throughout the Zohar, that it is only a fool that will take the literal translation as a meaning of what is written or that which is contained in the Torah. To continue with this, I read the Zohar because that is our connection to all of us achieving a greater awareness connecting to other aspects of the, of the cosmos These are the names of the children of Aaron, the priests. and it says and it says in in uh, Numbers incidentally, chapter three. the firstborn was Nadab, Elaza Mitamah. And the Zohar asks, "V'alazabi, itama, lomar." It says, "Nadav and va'avihu." And obviously, if we're if the uh, Torah is uh, is uh, providing us with this information as to the four sons, it should say, "Nadav and va'avihu and alazah and itama." That would be the normal. Uh, way, a, a normal, correct language when the Bible is, is telling us or relating to us who the four sons were. It should have said, it should have added a vav. And the Zora answers, Elisha aya That Aviel was like his two brothers. And Nadav was shakul, he was weighed, meaning his level of neshama, his level of soul was weighed against all. This particular portion, chapter 17 of the Torah, is read on Yom Kippur, read on Yom Kippur. The reason it is read on Yom Kippur, again the Zohar tells us, because mistalkim min olam, when righteous people leave this world, mistalkim min hadinim, and dinim, as you already are familiar with, the word dinim is a code word, a code word, not only for judgment, but it means the uh, the, um, the cause and effect without mercy, meaning if someone as Cosmos 1, and we have discussed this at, at a, in a previous session, there were two Cosmos. There was Cosmos 1 and Cosmos 2. Cosmos 1, in other words, were there worlds before our worlds? The answer is yes, there was and uh, the, the Zohar says in the beginning the Lord thought of creating the world the universe with Midat Hadin what does that mean? that there would be retribution there would be retribution immediately for that which was against the laws and principles of the order of the universe In other words, if someone stole, his hand would disappear. If someone murdered, he would disappear. In other words, there was immediate, the immediate reaction to the action. That is referred to as Midat Hadin. In other words, if something uh, of a negative nature, if there's been negative activity prevailing within the cosmos... Immediately, the world would suffer the consequences. We have seen ca- catastrophic uh, uh, incidents, not only in our time but throughout history. Catastrophic uh, occurrences like the destruction of the temple, which meant not only the destruction of of Jewry but it meant the destruction of the entire world. All nations suffered the same way as in the as as recent as the Holocaust. It wasn't merely the 6 million Jews that suffered the consequences of a Holocaust or negative human activity, but 20 million other people. So, there have been catastrophes in the past, and that is, according to the Zohar, the result of human activity. The result of human activity. Because it is only we humans that dictate denim. It is only we humans that based on our activity, whether it be positive activity or negative activity, that is the way the cosmos and the universe appears. If it appears in a catastrophic state, in a uh, holocaustic state, that will be the result. Because everything, every action and every reaction depends purely and solely on man himself, on mankind. Therefore, dinim, At one time in Cosmos 1, the Creator thought that the world should be created, the universe should be created, with Midat Adin, meaning action and reaction, but immediate reaction. And it says that the, then the Creator or the Lord saw that this was not a desirable condition for the universe, because the universe could not exist. And He then went on to create what is known today as cosmos two, meaning a cosmos with midat harachimim, which means time. In other words, if someone steals, his arm would not be immediately re- removed; it would not it would not become vaporized. If someone murdered, his body would not become vaporized, but he would have time. He would have time to so-called repent. He would have time. To repent, he would have time to undo. If it was possible, how can you undo if you murder? But uh, and we won't go into that because that's already discussed in uh, on uh, Rosh Hashanah, the tapes of Rosh Hashanah, where we can uh, we can undo things because on another level. (laughs) That was another level. (laughs) On another level. Okay. Yeah. No, it, it. maybe for you if Yaakov came in like okay we'll uh, try to pick up from our interruption although we were discussing how Nadava Vihu became consumed with a flame and like Moshe When he uh, observed the burning bush, if you recall, but the bush did not become consumed. Here, the Zohar says the same thing about Nadav Ve'avihu, that they were not consumed to the extent, to the extent that we will shortly be reading in the Zohar, where these two souls ultimately uh, became incarnated, and that was Pinchas. But getting back to the point of dinim, we were discussing Cosmos 1 and Cosmos 2, when the Creator observed in, in the future, reflecting the future, that with midat hadin, meaning, immediate retribution, immediate, an immediate connection between positive and negative, in other words, if there was human negative activity, there was an immediate consequence of negativity. There was immediate suffering, the price that had to be paid for that human negative activity. And vice versa, if there was positive activity, you wouldn't have to wait until all the maba, until after death, immediately the rewards were equivalent and were uh, reconcilable with the, the positive activity. And when he saw that this was not a situation by which the world could exist, he created Cosmos 2. Cosmos 2 meant time. The aspect of time as we know it today was created in Cosmos 2. Cosmos 2 dictated that man would have an opportunity to alter the laws of cause and effect. In other words, if he stole, his hand would not immediately be vaporized, But rather, he could put a hold on it say, oh, for stealing or for murdering, this would be the consequence. He could put a hold on consequences. And that's actually the aspect of time. That is what dinim are uh, are all about. Dinim means the immediate consequence without the intervention of time, without the intervention of compassion, what is compassion, which is also called Midat Harachimim. In other words, uh, someone who has committed a serious crime comes before the court, comes before the judge. He pleads mercy. Why is he pleading mercy? In other words, the consequences for for his activity, the consequences of his deeds, should not immediately become manifested with retribution, as retribution deals and is connected with the activity involved. Rachamim. So the Zohar says that when sadiqim leave this world, they also take along with them this aspect of Midat Adin. In other words, all human activity, which might have become negative, and all the sins, meaning what are sins, all negative activity which should have brought the effect similar to the activity, in other words, a negative consequence, disappears with the death of Sadikim, Valkane Pasha and therefore this Pasha of Bene Aaron Onu korim in other words the reason it is read is not because of the conventional well I shouldn't say not because that's not correct but if you're into the what is corruptly called corruptedly called Pshat because that is not Pshat Pshat as you know if, if you don't know what Pshat means it means literal translation but that's the furthest from the truth and is a total corruption because Pshat is the highest level from every point of view. Pshat. So if you ever hear somebody telling me, telling you, hey, what, what, "What are you into now?" You tell them, "Oh, I'm into a little Kabbalah. Kabbalah." Don't you know you've got to get into the literal translations of this stuff. You know, and then when you really, really get up there and you you, you know everything else, and then you you know you 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 can. Uh, delve into a little of Kabbalah, but it's the other way around, because pshat comes from the word undressed. In other words, everything is so naked, it's so pure, there's no uh, any uh, adulteration that, that accompanies uh, commentaries and so forth and so on. So I say on another level, on another level, we can understand that the death of tzaddikim in this case, and they are called Sadiqim, incidentally, so you can understand uh, where the Ari is coming from when he says that nadavavihu weren't Sadiqim. they were righteous people although those who are somewhat familiar with the literal translation of, of uh, chapter 10, in the death of these two sons, make uh, the literal translation makes it appear to us as if these were two really culprits uh, uh, of the worst magnitude coming and performing the service when, the, when their father was actually appointed and so forth and so on. So some feel that the reason we read it on Yom Kippur is so that we shall weep a little and, uh, because the two sons died and so we should weep on Yom Kippur and if you weep on Yom Kippur then you could be assured of Shuvah. But that is not what the Zohar says. Because first of all, to weep on their death, they, they, uh, they had made a particular tikkun, they had made a correction according to the Ari. And according to the Zohar, the reason we do read, the reason we do read this Pasha on Yom Kippur, because that is going to assist us in the removal of our negative activity, that should bring the consequence of dinim of judgment, meaning no compassion. Why? Why would their death, in essence, bring about kapara, atonement? What's the connection? Because they died, but in any event, we now have somewhat of a logical reason why we read uh, this portion, this particular portion on Yom Kippur, because... We, in effect, are looking for atonement at one minute with the light. In other words, we want to restore again the level of consciousness that can permit us to see through the maze of of stuff that goes through our, our daily lives, rather than be consumed by what is known in Kabbalistic terminology as klipot. The reason we don't see as well as we should see, the reason we do not understand as well as we should understand, and the reason we're so flooded with, uh, with psychiatric uh, decisions on, on how much of a percentage do, do, does, do our minds really grasp, whether it's 5% or 8%, and of course not 92%, because that 92% is something that we have absolutely no control. Can you imagine how much control we have according to a psychiatrist? when 92% is something totally oblivious to us. We do not accept that. We do not accept that. And we say that if if we can somehow assure the removal of the klipot, those veils, those veils that prevent us from seeing as well as we should with the 92%, or observe with the 92%. So by reading and if you know what the reading of the torah is about and if you're lucky enough you've got a real kosher one which is a rare a rare object today to have a kosher sefer torah so say the rabbis I'm not not really up on all the sefer torahs throughout the world but they say about 90% are not are not structured properly so if you're lucky enough to fall into the right place and you've got the right sefer torah then we know that what in effect the uh, reading of the Torah is making the connection and where you can travel back in time according to the Zohar this is the only reason why uh, why uh, there is a reading whether it's on Shabbat or whether it's on Yom Kippur or for that, ma- for that matter any time that the Torah is read and it must be a, uh, such a, a very heavy scene that some people seem to find it difficult to deal with it because In most synagogues, from my understanding and observation, that's really the time you discuss real estate, stock markets, and and other matters. So maybe it's really too heavy for them to handle, because it is a heavy scene. We're traveling back in time. We're traveling back in time to the energy that this particular portion is displaying, is providing us with. If we could connect with that information, with that information and, and one of the surest ways of traveling back in time to connect with this particular section section uh, 16 in the, uh, in the Torah we read this because if we can connect to this this frame of reference called Nadav the Abihu we then have a chance because they, through their death through their death, states the czar, we can kind of wa- wash out, we can erase any of the negative activity that we may have performed throughout the year what we have established now is a completely different picture as you might say a literal translation of this idea of Nadav viu presents itself from a literal translation certainly this is not the result we are dealing now with Sadiqim we're dealing not only with Sadiqim, but we are dealing with two individuals that were so powerful that they could provide for us atonement. How bad could they have been? So what we have done is absolutely destroyed any idea from, a, from uh, the point of view of uh, Rabbi Shimon Bayo who, as I've always claimed, has impeccable uh, credentials. And uh, therefore, therefore, we connect with these two people to receive the proper atonement. Now why should their death, why should their death represent kapara, represent atonement at one minute? But I've kind of answered it when I gave you the Zohar's clue, and that's when the lights blew. Careful. Uh, maybe I shouldn't repeat it again, Sylvia, right? Try, try. try it. Okay. All right, we'll try it again. Uh, that their bodies were not consumed. In fact, nothing. Although it says, and the fire went out and consumed them, the Zohar tells us very clearly that it... Nothing was consumed. Their soul left. Their soul left to be incarnated in no other person than Pinchas. And we will be discussing that matter of, of their incarnation into Pinchas. Both of them. Can you imagine? Both of them. Not one, but both of them. What an observation, right? Like as if one of them wasn't enough for Pinchas he needed one, but both, soul, But we will discuss it. If you think the soul is a person, it's hard to believe, but what well, you think of souls as qualities and attributes it's easier to believe. Well okay, but in any event if they are Sadikim. If they are Sadikim.